Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 6.3 HP podcast review edition. I'm one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are my bestest best friends. I will start with the man with the pink headset, Chabox. Hello, it's Chabox. You can call me Zaddy. Welcome to our show. No, we don't call him Zaddy, but you another can. one of our bestest best friends. You can. An option is. An option is Zaddy. Uh, another one of our bestest best friends is RJ, a.k.a. Raymond. Hey, everyone. It's good to be here alongside with all of you and our special guest as well. Thank you. And as mentioned, uh, this mm-hmm. week we have a very special guest, another one of our bestest best friends, all the way from the West Coast, recording very, very early in a weekend. Morning is Arnie. Yep. Hi. Hi. My name is Arnie. You could call me Machete. <laughs> <laughs> why why would the nicknames? Uh, again, a bit the of the guard over Sosa. Yeah. No, it. Rancor, Rancor. Rancor, Rancor. Um, uh, if you are just tuning in, the plus six three HP stable of podcast has three shows. This show, the reviews uh, show, comes out every Tuesday where we deep dive and provide opinions about uh, the latest cool streaming TV shows as well as select series and movies that we'd like to give you more information about so you know whether you can you should watch it who you should watch it with the context in which you should watch it as well so hopefully we can save you a little bit of time uh and uh, you can uh, discuss it with your friends and discuss it with us uh, on wednesdays we drop our for a recording of our very very first dnd uh, playthrough with our friends. So we've always wanted to play D&D. We never knew how. Now in our middle age, <laughs> we finally found uh, a friend and relative that will DM for us and we're enjoying that very much. Those episodes come out every Wednesday. And on Thursdays, we have a reacts show where we uh, watch and react to uh, the latest drops of featurettes, trailers, clips of shows and content that we are very, very hyped about uh, to uh, watch and experience ourselves. So hopefully you can join in any and all of our shows week on week on week. This show, if you wanna join us next week, so before we dive into uh, our content for the week, next week we are going forward more into uh, the latest episodes of Book of Boba Fett, as well as Peacemaker. We're also going to watch the episodes four to six of the very cool Legend of Vox Machina. So if you want to join in the discussion, plan out your week, watch those shows with us, uh, hit like, subscribe, and on on the channels and continue the discussion. Before I end housekeeping, thank you very much. We've reached our first milestone as a channel. We have reached more than 100 subscribers in our YouTube channel. So now... We are no longer bit.ly slash plus six three HP. Well, that's the, well, that link still works, but officially, if you want to watch us on YouTube, just type in youtube.com slash plus six three HP and we were there. Plus six three HP it's, and we are there. It's no longer. It's no longer. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you can also <coughs> interact with us in all of our socials. We are on Instagram and on Twitter. Follow us uh, at at plus six three HP. Um, again, if you don't want to see our faces or if you want to listen to us while you're doing your chores, um, we're also on every major podcast imaginable. So just search 
plus 63HP. We are there. We prefer Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. We hope that we get your comments and replies. And uh, we look forward to growing uh, the state, our family, our community of, of like-minded individuals enjoying these shows. Housekeeping them. We have a very fun uh, stable of shows to discuss this week. Uh, we have Peacemaker, episode five. We have the recently dropped three episodes of uh, the animated series, The Legend of Vox Machina, based out of Critical Role's first campaign. Very, very excited. But before everything, we're going to start with our Disney Plus show, uh, Book of Boba Fett, episode five. Um, are you ready? Are you ready for Book of Boba Fett episode five, guys? Oh, yes, we are. Okay. So I'm going to start. So like like every week when we discuss these shows, we're going to start with a short plot, and then we'll go through roundtable about what we thought about the episode, what we like, what we didn't like, uh, 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 theories, concepts, uh, um, um, expectations about the next few episodes. And again, at the end, we'll rank, rank that particular show. But Starting with the Book of Boba Fett, episode five, we start with a blurry silhouette of a dude in armor having that Western swagger. So very surprisingly, we start the episode with Jin Jarin. Din Jarin. Din Jarin. Hunting a bounty. No fucking foreplay. No, you start, you know, you smack me with the face with that best car armor. Just like uh, a focus so he, episode. 100%. Um, so he is hunting a, uh, a a bounty for a guy named Kaba Baez in a butcher shop in a place unknown. Uh, he goes through the butcher shop, finds the back room, talks to a person, inquires about Kaba Baez, gives the option of peacefully returning with said bounty or so that that bounty can pay uh, the the people hiring him the the money that that particular bounty owes. Things do not go as the... He starts... (laughs) Now, punchy, punchy, shooting, shooting, a little bit of the spear, but no, fuck that shit. Let's bust out the dark saber. Let us bust out the fucking... Dark Saber. Dark Saber. In the episode, which is amazing. It's my favorite part. So he fight, kills a shit ton of muscle, uh, kills, chops in half the bounty, um, and then uh, uh, returns back. Also, and, and the more importantly, cuts himself with a Dark Saber while he was fighting off the muscle of the bounty. Um, then he returns to the people that hired him. He used the bounty to gain some information or trades for information, information about when he can, where he can find, essentially the armor and the, the remaining people. Yeah, yeah armor. The, the armor and the remaining Mandalorian people within his particular set finds this place in a floating city in the underbelly of a floating city, following super cool tracks. The armor and the only other remaining person in their kind of, of, of troop of Mandalorians pass them. They catch up. They start trying to make the armor's forging station again so he can start um, um, you know, making additional weapons. But to start, um, they talk a little bit about um, the, the Din Djarin's spear, 
spear that was used to kind of defeat um, the previous owner of the dark saber because best um, a, a light uh, best car can stop uh, a lightsaber. Uh, but mm. since a Beskar uh, in Mandalorian lore should not be used as an offensive weapon, uh, it was then kind of melted down or it will be melted down for armor. But before that, he asks for a little gift for his little friend. Oh, we miss a um, little Grogu. So um, Grogu. this is where the Mandalorian's next story is going to be kind of um, uh, uh, continued on by Din trying to give this gift and check up on Grogu. He's then warned that you know Jedi should not have any attachment, um, but he still wants you know he still wants to give that gift anyway. Prior to escaping, then Jaren is then challenged by Paz Vizsla because Paz Vizsla's uh, um, ancestors, ancestors were the ones forged the dark saber. They fight, Din wins, but during the during him winning. Um, they have to kind of reinforce their their credo, their credo, right? Credo meaning this is the way. Like you've never been defeated this and never way. taken off your mask. But since uh, Din, uh, the Mandalorian, has taken off his mask, he had to Twice. admit that. Yeah, and he had he has then excommunicated from that little sect that they that they have. Um, um, he's given instructions that the only time that he can come back is if he cleanses himself or rebaptizes himself in the falls under the the Mandalorian the city, which is the mines. But uh, but it's um, then so that's going to be another fun fact, another foreshadowing on what he might be able to do to cleanse himself and go back to his people. Um, but so the funny thing, he uses a commercial freighter to go to Tatooine to meet. Uh, okay, I got her name. Ellie. Um, Peli Moto, played by Amy Sedaris. So he needed to go to Tatooine so he can get another Razor Crest. But instead, Peli Moto gives him like a, a, Something a nicer, <laughs> a nicer, uh, speedier uh, ship from the. Uh, I don't know. I'm still Phantom torn Menace. about this. Uh, Phantom Menace. We're, we can discuss a little bit about the ship, yeah. but. Uh, we go through a montage of them rebuilding, uh, rebuilding said smaller, faster ship with cool new trinkets and gadgets. Uh, then Jaren then uh, gives it a test drive, uh, gets stopped by the Popo by uh, by the Republic by the Republic. Uh, but he my then Papa. uses, <laughs> uh, but he then uses the uh, the cool new Fast and the Furious NOS feature to escape <laughs> them quickly. Um, comes back at the end of the episode. Um, Din Djarin is then met by uh, uh, Fennec Shan asking for additional muscle to go up against presumably the Pike Syndicate. But before he agrees, Din Djarin says like, I just have to meet my little friend real quick and then we'll go. That is quick and dirty plot of episode five of The Mandalorian. Directed by your girl, oh, Bryce Dallas well, Howard. Directed Bryce. by Bryce Dallas Howard. So, um, who has improved with the plot? Lot. Yep. Uh, so, speaking of that, I'm going to go with, with Trebox. What do you think about the episode? Favorite storylines? Go. Oh, I, I love this. Just the intro. I didn't know how much I missed Din until I saw him again, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. so weird. It's like, I don't know. I just, I just love this dude. Uh, I, everything about him, the moves. Um, I can see now why they're trying to make Boba more honorable or respectable because mm-hmm. Din will just 
kill your ass. If, <laughs> if it, he you gives know. you an option. Yeah. Very respectful. It. Yeah, but you, you say yes or no. If you're no, you're dead. He's not hesitant. He bringing you coal. It's, for him, it's options. It's not like I prefer respect. No, it's just an option. I can, you know, mm-hmm. you, we can You're do this come back easy or hard. I, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I don't fucking care. Just choose. <laughs> so I just I love mm-hmm. I love the fight scene. I love that they don't they don't do bullshit with with the Mando Creed. Like, um, they said the spear wasn't isn't is an offensive thing. It's not supposed to exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's fucking melt it down. It's done. It's not like. You know, a thread that will continue. No, no, this one is bad. Let's get rid of it. It's gone mm-hmm. <laughs> within yep. a few minutes. So correct, correct. So, so good. Um, I'm still iffy with the 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 helmet thing. I know it's like mm-hmm. their creed, but it's just it's just so unpractical to have. You know, like yeah. And Pre Vizsla was removing his helmet. He's there to mm-hmm. watch. So yeah, you know, so, it's so hard to. Uh, impractical uh, just not to have your helmet removed and then you're removed from the from the um their sect like i understand like how yeah. strict they are but still it's something it's really hard on my part but yeah it's i love the how they executed well, the fight scene i don't know how the dark saber can be become heavy with each attack yeah exactly right well it's i think a, it has a lot of it's explained in rebels yeah okay so so there's background on it but um, yeah. I did love that they cleared it up. Why, you know, because the first time Bo Katan came up in the dark saber, everybody was like, "But she got it from yeah. Sabino." But a gift yeah, as she, a gift, not yeah. One, but yeah. she didn't know then, so she, you know, that's mm-hmm. why she fucked it up. So that was good. And then the N one and all the scenes with uh, was it Pelly? Pelly. Pelly Moto, yeah. I I love it. She's funny. I love the droids, yeah. and we got BD one. Yeah. Oh my god. BD one. Wait, is How, it the is he from the game? Yeah, that, that's no, the Cal-Kestis Cal- 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 is Same droid. Same same model. Same model. Okay, Cal is a BD-8, right? I think BD-1 BD also, I think. But he had the red stripe. But either way, mm. yeah. I hope we can see him here in the future. I mean, I think the timeline will be a little older, I think. Yeah, but and then there's the sequel for the game, so we'll see. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was nice, and then the N one was nice. The montage. I always like a good um, uh, building ah, montage. Ah, so good. Ah, uh, ah, yeah. Still torn how how they went for a fighter instead of a, a transport ship because for his job, well, he he, needs, well, he doesn't even have a room there and stuff. It's obvious that his next Razor Crest will be housing that because again, how are you going to bring in bounties in that little tiny bounty? Be, in that little No, it's gonna be cold now. All this cold. That's all. That's it. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You can chop the head and that's it. Right? Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, just have a duffel bag and like yeah, they're alive. Yeah. Dude, not even just put it yeah. on a spike and then put it in the bag. Exactly. And have it have the body <laughs> Probably have outside. a luggage bag. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, the the prevailing uh, uh, prevailing uh, theory is like, yeah, he'll get another ship that can house that because he he can't rest. I you know, know, can he sleep? Course. Where he yeah. where is he sleeping when yeah. he's um? Because you know, the racer crest had a bathroom, they had a weapons oh, yeah. locker, basically armory. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's it's good for now. At least he doesn't have to check in his <laughs> his guns. <laughs> And I, oh and yeah, so, but yeah, and then uh, I like uh, the flyby. The the I think we went through some of the stuff that Anakin did, and I don't know if it. Yeah, Beggars Canyon. Yep. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Beggars Canyon. So yep. that was cool. 
Um, so yeah, everything I, I like that. Everything about that episode. Let's go to RJ. Well, same with you guys. I love this episode. Maybe more so because it was about Mando more than Boba. Um, because there's more action here. Uh, he's more. And I'm sorry to say, but I think he's more badass. Perhaps because of the way he approaches things. I don't know. Like. Yeah, his I character can, is I, already developed, so you don't need. I know. You know, need exposition. Just like fuck people up. Exactly right. It's just mm-hmm. I can bring you in hot, or I can bring you in cold. You wanted to negotiate, right? So that was it. That was his options. Um, I like their fight scene with um, Paz Vizsla on that mm-hmm. on that thin um, training like, hall. I'm they a, took the the booster part because if you fall, you're you fall. yeah. No, no coming exactly, back. Exactly. Exactly. No coming back. So, but then what if you fall and you had the dark saber with you? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, you can fly down and get it right. <laughs> time first. Time first. Time first. Um. All right. Um. I like the ship. I like that it's been commissioned by the Queen of Taboo. So there's a lot of, and and um, there's a lot of. Uh, flashbacks that, that a lot of my, cleaning my... up of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh yeah, of the, exactly. of the prequels, right? That was actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, I am excited, and I think in the coming episodes, I, I hope that the next episode is going to be a a half half thing, like half Mando finishing what he has to do, and then the other half going back and finally joining the crew of Boba. Because we're at episode five, that means we only have what two more episodes two left. left. Uh, five, six, seven. I don't know. Six and seven. Six, seven. Yeah. Two six more. Seven. Two six more. Seven. Yeah. So two left. So this is better. This is you know at least we're supposed to reach some some Pike Syndicate killing action yeah. before this season is done. Mm-hmm. Or it could the end of the season could probably be the start of the war. That that, so that that's, that's a good kind forward. of yeah. pacing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like maybe a little yeah small little, boss yeah. like build everything semi boss yeah. 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 Like Unless the, correct, the correct. last two episodes are two hours each, then yeah, you know. No, it's like uh, the then you'll have like the first ships, shots like, of the war surrounding the mm-hmm. planet or something. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. I think that would be a good season ender, cliffhanger as it is, but it'll make us look forward to the next uh, <clears throat> next season. Cool. I, I guess. How about you, Arnie? Arnie. Well. As a standalone episode, let's forget it's Book of Boba Fett. Let's just say it's a Mandalorian episode. I actually episode. did for a moment. I yeah, like, I, I I checked back. What am I watching? <laughs> yeah, did did I watch Mandalorian? I know. It, so in no way, just by itself as a self-contained episode, it's really good. No, not a lot of complaints. Uh, the only complaint is that it's the Book of Boba Fett. It should have been <laughs> about Boba Fett. But beside the point. Uh, yeah, the way he started, uh, just like Ahsoka when, when she came out in his show, just started ripping shit up, basically. Uh, and then getting some lore about Manda, the, the Darksaber and the, the Knight of a Thousand Tears and all that stuff, Bo-Katan. Uh, I've even saw somebody read, well, how come he didn't ask about Boba Fett? It's like, they probably don't care about Boba Fett. They, they probably cared about Django, but not Boba Fett. So... Uh, so yeah, so so the nice to see the armor again, and uh, and then uh, Paz Vizsla, uh, John Favreau uh, being Paz Vizsla, uh, Vizsla again, uh, and then yeah, and it's also good that he didn't lie because technically 
he could have just said no i didn't no nope. yep but yep exactly but mando, but mando being mando yeah he just said yeah you know i i i did okay. and then he didn't even he didn't even give an excuse like yep i did he didn't say well i did it to save the young yep. one to, to achieve it, my he goal. understands that it really doesn't matter yeah and then the the whole uh the living waters on the minds of I, I thought it was Moria, but it's Mandalore. <laughs> so uh so now I know maybe at least in season three he's gonna try to win back Mandalore so that he could redeem himself just for himself, not even caring about leading the people or getting the planet back. So so that's a good so basically the episode is a good setup for that. And then the starship, I mean, come on. I mean, uh, the Java stealing something from the Pikes is kind of like uh, stealing a Catholic converter from, <laughs> from somebody here. It's because, it's, it's, you know, in San Francisco, we have a huge catalytic converter crime rate, uh, wave right now. So it's just, it's home. But uh, yeah, and didn't know that Jawas are furry. Right? <laughs> yeah, good to, good to know. Very furry with lots and of issues. We- we uh we stand interracial relationships, <laughs> interspecies relationships. Exactly. Diversify. Yeah, and then she spoke uh, in Java, which is like so. Th- so that yeah, whole, she spoke that, Javanese. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that whole scene was just like, yes, more of that. And some people said it's over the topic. No, 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 no. It, that's good. That's Star Wars, right? So, and mm-hmm. then yeah, and then you know, getting pulled over by. Uh, Appa from Kim's Convenience again. <laughs> and, then, and then apparently the, the other X-Wing fighter was the stand-in for Luke from the oh. season two. Oh, the, season two. for the deep fake stuff, yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, the bounty was a stuntman in Obi-Wan's show. So there's they're basically, it seems like they're shooting all at the same time now. Mm-hmm. So Johnny is in Obi-Wan. Oof. Oof. I'm a big Oof. fan. Is he an eternal? <laughs> <laughs> And then, but but basically the biggest surprise for me is the the halo ring. I was waiting for Master Chief to come out, uh, and they were like, "Is that Halo?" <laughs> so, but but that was a cool set design. And then and that whole um, sequence where uh, he was just walking all the way to the to the I guess the bounty leader or something like that, and then going out. It's just one long take. I love it. But, so they had to move those sets because those sets look practical sets. It's not just the volume. So mm. so good on Bryce. I mean, she's, yes. She's they, really getting better Yeah, in, the, in these they, shows. What was like, her episode told, in... Oh, uh, second season was good. It was the one with Bo-Katan. Bo- with Bo-Katan. Yeah. And then, yeah. and so the first season one, was I did not like. is the one yeah. with the, the, the villagers. Very divisive, yeah, with, with, yeah, with Cara with, Dune, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I want to go as far as giving her a trilogy. I, I would just go give her her own show, but not a whole, in- whole trilogy. But yeah, the, Twitter was <laughs> campaigning for her movie, for her, giving her a movie. Because like, a movie, there's a lot of uh, pressure on it. Uh, plus, I, I just give me more 10, season, uh, 10 episodes uh, seasons than like a two-hour movie. Because at least you give it time to yeah. develop. Oh, you can give me both. <laughs> no, or both. I mean, <laughs> it, it, or both. Yeah. If it's going to be like a crossover, like Boba Din, so maybe that's going to be like the war of Tatooine. It's just a movie of just combining all shows. Yeah, make it into a movie. That's fine. Because we already set up the characters. We already set up the you know the 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 the, the plot. No, for so me, I, just, I want just a movie, just st- standalone. Because, like you said, this yeah. one is 
I think Jong hit it on the point when he said last week that it's not gonna be so much like Mandalorian, Boba Fett. It's gonna be yeah. like just one big arc, and I'm yeah. I'm all for it. A group, an anthology of of, yeah, of I, bounties I, and yeah, missions, which it's, I'll be it's, it's I'll be really fine with. And like, it's basically the MCU of Star Wars, right? Mando just will have that's a, right. Mando will have a home base in Boba. Boba will be like you know the family. It's that's gonna be like Godfather mobsters. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, I don't know if you've read the rumors that they're going, to, instead of the Gina Carano show or the New Republic, which they canceled, it's now going to be Bo-Katan. I don't know. So that's also Even nice. better. I, I, I like oh, that. Okay. Give me more Katie Sackhoff. That's fine. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Starbucks. Tasha Banks. Yeah. Tasha Banks, too. Yeah. And yeah. even that dude with no name. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically, I mean, my... Oh well, another main complaint is that we didn't see the gift. What what was the gift? Is it chainmail? I, I think, I think it's chainmail. It looked like little chain, uh, little round rings, right? I mean, so that's I think it was just like a, a Beskar ball so that she can play around. <laughs> I would have wanted the helmet. That's tiny. what I wanted. I wanted a helmet. a helmet. Would have been fine, but uh, chainmail is like he would be like uh, Frodo Smithrill chainmail or something like that. So that would be mm. hard. Or bracelets. But, so yeah, yeah. Um, or it would be helmet. nice. It would be nice for for a helmet, like for Tempe. Mm, yeah. yeah, it'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really great episode of. Either even if you put it as Mandalorian, it's a great episode. Oh, now, yeah. yeah, the Boba Fett, uh, yeah, like it's good. It's it's a uh, it's a good break between the stories for Boba, and then now we're going to get more muscle and all that. So, yeah. So with the ratings and the final. Yeah, thoughts. well, the last few points uh, before, because like uh, I think I mentioned this in in like one of my tweets. Uh, it's the fucking best. Season three opener for Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, um, I saw. You that. know, this. So for me, this is my favorite episode ever of all of mm. all Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett because just as a, again a standalone episode, you get so tight. a lot of fight scenes. You get the story behind the fight scenes, like mm-hmm. the first few minutes. We it gets explained how Mandalorian finds his people. You get the backstory about the dark saber who built it, all the rules behind it, mm-hmm. all the, or what had happened with Bo-Katan and why Mandalorian got destroyed. So all of that in the first 10, 15 minutes, which is great. You get another fight scene, which is also great. You get uh, exposition about next season's uh, Mandalorian, which is like you can, he needs to redeem himself, but also at the same time, see Grogu again. You also have this very, very deep layer of in the same in the same two minutes that the armor was telling, hey, this is our creed. Like our creed is family, togetherness, we're better together, XYZ. Mm. And then she also says, Jedi's should not have any attachment. That's why it's a bad idea for you to meet him again and give him this, because they are supposed to be unattached. So you have those two dichotomy coming together. But people, a lot of people missed. They also said that, hey, the Darksaber was made by a Jedi. Jalas, a Mandalorian. Mandalorian Jedi. So Grogu. Mm-hmm. Grogu. So, Gro- so 
the idea of like, what, are you stronger together? Are you stronger without attachment? And this might be, like Grogu again, might be, It's. I think it's too easy to say like Grogu might be the next, yeah. both Mandalorian and Jedi, whatever. But the idea, at least, they're going to try to He's going to be, you know, Grogu Mandalore the second. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Again, so you Could can imagine it's like it's him in the first of his name. <laughs> the lead of like Mandalore army. And it's Eater of eggs. <laughs> Tiny. So um, so we have that all in this first one third of the episode, which was uh, freaking amazing. Then you know me, I love I love it, I love a montage. I love a training montage. I love a Fast and the Furious montage. So there you go. You get a montage of them building a ship. Also, again, we discussed it already. That's part of a ship. He might he might have additional yeah. stuff that he needs to do, which is kind of great. Act- it's I like actually he's... thought he was going to come in with a... I, what, what ship? Uh, Moff Gideon's Moff uh, ship. <laughs> a light cruiser. I, am... yeah. no, I think he... he gave it to Bo-Katan so that though. Peace, peace. <laughs> <laughs> but look at that. So Probably. You, you have all of that. You have that that montage but even even more what the the thing that i love the most about this episode is it answers a lot of the questions that we never actually ask like we've always talked about it's so dangerous that lightsaber mm-hmm. right but we've never seen somebody cut themselves yep now we do right mm-hmm. and then we we always say like all right everybody has a ship in fucking star wars but we never see how normal people travel. So he fucking flew commercial to Tatooine. <laughs> so even that, and even like even the small touches of checking in your your weapons, fucking amazing. It's like all those things that made it. That's why I'm so impressed at how the small details. Um, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was able to kind of fit in in such a tight episode. Even relationships between humans and Jawas, mm-hmm. right? Even how getting Sorry. how to get parts, so they stole the parts. So yeah, that's fucking great. It's you like don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> everything there, and then even at the end, it's it you know again clarifies what, um, you know, well gives you, you know, it gives you additional questions like, wait, is is how long is fucking Dinjarin gonna go to Grogu and come back mm-hmm. before he helps? Right, he has a fashion. That, right, so yeah, he has fashion, but it's like hi, hello, and come back. Um, so yeah. most likely he'll come in like the last few minutes of the last episode yeah. too. So some people even said that uh, he might convince Luke or the Jedi to come in and help Boba Fett. Maybe exactly. I doubt. Right. I'd rather see Ahsoka or Cal Kestis instead of Luke because you know you can't be fake unless you get Sebastian Stan or another stand-in. I'm, for I'm thinking it's going to be like a couple of people from Bo-Katan's people that he'll bring in. Yeah, possibly. More likely, he'll bring in Mandos. Mm. Uh, but imagine, okay, Din Jaren, Black Kersantan, uh, Santan, uh, Fennec Shand, the the Gomorian guards. I mean, the Vespa kids could be the expendable ones. They need but, to be. Yeah, but, they need to be named. I want the the Gomorians to be named. I want yeah, to show the Gomorians. Yeah. The Power Rangers, <laughs> the two yeah. the, the Power Rangers, but but basically, because uh, okay, the ones that are unnamed, they could still be expendable because there's no names, right? So same thing with the kids, but you have Fennec, Tenjar. So basically, like three of the best bounty hunters at the moment, right? We don't know if Cad Bane is still alive or Bosk or the other ones, but for now, at least post Return of the Jedi, those are the best. Bounty hunters, basically. 
And then we also have the possibility of Omega coming in and Bad Batch because Fennec okay. Shad has connections with Omega. So who knows, right? Possibly, possibly. Yeah, so... Well, again, that's that's just like an amazing episode that sets up. Yeah. So the pro- the last point, and then we'll, we'll rate and move on. This is quite possibly the best and worst thing that could ever happen to Boba Fett because it's the best because it's just a wonderful episode. Now we're so hyped for the last two episodes. Yeah. It's the worst because the best episode doesn't even have the fucking person in the title. Yeah. Well, the best Doctor Who episodes are the ones without the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Myth- so, Mythic Mythic Quest, their best Mythic Quest, was, yeah. like the 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 side story, the past. yeah, like uh, like uh, the, that Blink episode. The Doctor was so, barely there. It's been done. That's why yeah. I'm I'm fine with it. I think it's probably even uh, they commissioned Boba Fett to have like uh, six episodes, and then they just added one bonus. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's seven. Seven. Seven right? is an odd. Uh, yeah. number of episodes to run too. So you're right. Ho- I mean, because Hawkeye had six, one division had six. Uh, it's always Winter, six or eight. No. They don't go yeah. six it's or a, eight. It's a, it's definitely a backdoor pilot. And yeah. I think again, it's the best and worst thing. It really is. Some people are now saying like that's why Boba Fett is not as strong as the Mandalorian because he doesn't have a character yet. But again, it's the first season. We're still building yeah. his world. So. Yeah, Mando had anyway. Critics also on the oh. first season. Oh, yeah. The first season. Again, yeah, we, we need... He has two seasons of character built. And yeah. even just the first few minutes, even his fighting style is very distinct. Right now, yeah. we don't even know what Boba's fighting style is. Yeah. Right? And the thing so, is, like, the criticism about Mando is like, okay, if you take away Baby Yoda, Grogu, will people still watch? Yes. Right? <laughs> now, I would. Yeah. I would still watch. But, the Darksaber. But the very... Very, very, very casual fans. I'm not even going to say Star Wars fans. Are they still going to watch without they, Baby Yoda? Right? But, All right. So, let's, yeah. So, we're good. <laughs> let's do our ratings. I'll start with Chubox. What is your rating for episode oh. five of Mandalorian? I am to have this high. It's nine. But there's a caveat. Yeah, there's a, mm. there's a caveat. It's nine, but all the previous episodes suffer one damage. They all go down <laughs> because it's one, just one damage. It's, it's so, so good. splash yeah, damage. Yeah. Splash Every damage, huh? Wow. Yeah, it's like you said, like um, the care they have for Mando. It's just so good with the small details. Like they took him getting the Beskar armor, so he's they're not like finding ways around it. He's OP in most fights because of the Beskar armor, and they're not shy about it. Mm. And then the dark saber, he has the dark saber, and there's a reason behind it, and he's getting strong. So it's just so well made. So I'm hoping that uh, I think I heard uh, Andy from Kind of Funny well said it well. This this episode is kind of a detriment to the Boba Fett series, but to the exactly. overall Star Wars arc that they're making, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So yes. I'm fine with it. As long, it's especially long. If, if they land the last two episodes, then everything is fine. Yeah, yeah, it's so, the long game. Yeah, so yes. I'm a nine with that. RJ, it's a solid nine. I like this episode. It got me hyped for more Mandalorian. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> more than the Book of Boba Fett. But hey, maybe they're just really easing the Book of Boba Fett. Could be just this one season. And they'll jump back yeah. into the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. And I'm not going to complain. That's going to be awesome. I think also the they're Mandalorians. Kinda, they're kind of 
there because like I said in the previous reviews, the elements of Boba Fett I like. It's just not get getting there wasn't as smooth as because mm. if you if you look at Mando, it was slow. It was mostly about him. So mm-hmm. in a sense, mm. it's easier to build that because in Boba Fett you need you need the Vespa kids. You need you need the Rancor. You need Chrysanthemum. Uh, it was monster of the week. I mean, they that was that kind of the, the baseline was monster of the week. They so were building it. it too fast, so it's kind of uh-huh. clunky. But mm-hmm. the elements are there, so it, it can mm-hmm. land re- really good. Zong? Oh. Arnie, Arnie, what's oh, your Arnie? rating? No, oh. wizard, uh, nine point five, <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe ten. Uh, so, uh, I mean, again, as a standalone episode, it's. Yeah, it's what Star Wars needed. It's what Star Wars wants. Uh, as for Book of Boba Fett, it, it didn't diminish my liking of the series because, like I said earlier in my early, remember when I did my trailer for the uh, trailer review for the Book of Boba Fett, I wasn't a big Boba Fett fan to begin with. Me, uh, because me well. He's just like, ah, bounty hunter. And he didn't even capture Han Solo. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Vader who did it. So yep. who's, this, who's this badass that these people are talking about right so for me coming in and seeing Timor Morrison doing episode one two three four five one, two, three, four, it's what I expected and they wanted to see oh we wanted to see the badass who beat up stormtroopers well, those are stormtroopers people there's not really a good bar on that one and he's fighting what the pikes assassins black black k I mean you know it's not really uh you know, so for me, it's it's a good show. Uh, I mean, uh, I've had rougher dealings with WandaVision the first two episodes, but then again, when episode four came in, boom, I'm in. So for this one, I'm in for the last two episodes. So yeah, that's why 9.5 to 10. Yeah. Awesome. I am a 9.5 too. It is almost perfect again the only again as a standalone episode it could have been a 10 but again the thing is it's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not a standalone episode but it's also not supposed to be in this series yeah it's so, a yeah uh, i agree with chabox's point that you know he raised that uh andy raised from kind of funny it's like it's it's gonna be better for the world and you know i i, I, I my expectation now is i really hope that the mandalorian is you know, next season or season three of The Mandalorian becomes The Mandalorians. Right? You know what? Mm. I just had the thought. Like, yeah. If I was in the production company, I would have just said, we'll do six episodes of Boba Fett and then you have a Mando one-shot in between. You don't need to call it Book of Boba Fett. Bo- Book five. of Boba Fett. Yeah, just I mean, again, Mando, I, I'm pre- you know, it would have been a, a lot smoother for some other yeah. people. Maybe. They want to surprise people, I guess. Not complaining. It's it's super good. It's just like weird to have the title character not yeah. be even in one shot of a whole episode. Yeah. So it's point five minus point like, five for not following directions. Exactly. 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 <laughs> just say it's like wrong spelling. Oh, wrong have, spelling. Wrong. I have to say, dude. Like Disney Plus is bringing in <clears throat> how many? Shows? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I don't even remember us being kids having shows where you scream at the TV like 
when we saw Mando, me, me, the kids, even Kat were like, ah. I was, I was like, um, as soon as I turned on the episode, and luckily I did not see anything during the week. My jaw just dropped because like, yep. I figured Fennec will be talking to Mandalor. No, it's like boom, silhouette, Mandalor, yeah. Din Djarin, done. It's like, wow, let's like go. Uh, you thought let's we were just gonna go. do a, a FaceTime for Mandalor? No, we're no, going to give you a full episode of Mandalor. No, perfect. Uh, okay, <laughs> thank you for the discussion. It was a little bit long because it is one of the best episodes that we've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah, but uh, along with that is. We have one of our cooler episodes as well. Uh, Peacemaker episode five, turning over the stage to Ringman, aka RJ, for the plot. All right. So, um, episode five, Monkey Dory. It starts with a depressed Peacemaker, um, more or less being consoled by his best friend, Eagly. The point that <laughs> he wanted Peacemaker to actually eat something. So he goes out and hunts, gives him a squirrel, and say, I appreciate it, but you eat that. I, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> I mean, it, you just see the love that that Eagly has uh, for for Peacemaker. So eventually, the team is gathered and is in a briefing about the butterflies in what seems to be a very amateur presentation deck <laughs> made by John Economos. Peacemaker argues that there was, and then obviously he's, he picks on it, which is really ridiculous, but. In an awesome kind of way, if it's not you know, non-corporate, that, that's really horrible. But in that setting, I think that that, um, that would have sufficed. But oh, since Peacemaker just... was pretty much... Go, ahead. go, go, go. No, I just want to yeah. um, comment on that scene. Peacemaker was fucking well justified to be pissed at that. Because Economos not only fucked his father, but he fucked the operation up. He could have thought... Yeah. It was like everybody I still was laughing. I can't believe that, like, you know, they are harping on because usually that, that one, that boo boo was like super stupid boo boo. It's a big boo boo. And I was like, every everybody's laughing at like the names that he was using. Any one of them would have been better for their, for their, for their mission. Correct. But the father, like, I mean, I was like, Mert, you should be fucking shouting at the Economos, not a die. He's supposed to be pissed. Oh, Chris, he's supposed to be pissed. But yeah, that's how I think. Go ahead, Jay. No, that's true. That's true, though. I mean, I, I do understand your point there, and that makes a lot of sense. So that's why he was actually pretty much depressed since the end of episode four. Um, so he listed out number of names, even all the way until after the credits. They still even had, after they still the end had, credits? <laughs> even after the end credits. His list of names just kept going on and on and on over his father. Yes, I get that. Um, later on, Adebayo just before the setup, Adebayo actually, you know, tries to calm Peacemaker down. Like, hey, don't pick up on, don't pick on Economos too much. Um, and and um, Peacemaker basically goes like, well, I was also bullied before. How? They called me a bully. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> it's fucking best. Oh, oh man, I swear, ridiculous guy. But kidding aside, though, there's also a scene with Adebayo with her, with her girlfriend, Kia. Um, I thought, was it girlfriend or wife? Uh, Is it girlfriend? Wife, 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 wife. Sorry, wife, wife. Yeah, calls her her wife. So it seems like, you know, obviously the job is kind of eating, uh, consuming her more than what she expected. She thought it was just, just do this. Uh, don't care about what's going to happen. But I think she's starting to like each and everyone in the team. 
So it's getting harder and harder for her to kind of be like that double agent that she's being played out to be. So that's probably a foreshadow. Maybe she's going to make a choice. I don't know. But eventually setting up, putting on the armor, getting on that white ice cream truckish van, um, heading on to uh, Glantai. Glantai is this distribution of sorts. It's a bottling company. Bottling company, which which uh, was was uh, they suspect to be the company in charge of bottling that weird honey-like, butter-like substance that the butterflies were eating. So they decided to split into two teams. Peacemaker goes out with this big shotgun, was asked not to bring a shotgun, but have something more concealed as a stone. I'm going to do this. Vigilante goes out. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. <laughs> and he goes, you can't do that. I can't hear you. This thing's too loud. It's I, mean, I love the character. I love Vigilante. So goes out, shows off his um, chainsaw, but later was informed, no. Okay, fine. So it goes down. So they split into two teams by playing rock, paper, scissors. So it's team Adebayo and Peacemaker up front in the front desk where you have team um, Hardcore and Vigilante going in from the back. So the moment um, Adebayo and Peacemaker walks up to the the front desk, uh, Peacemaker hasn't even said a single word and just starts shooting the head off. The receptionist, and then the guard, and then the other guard, and I was good shooting, good shooting too, like headshots every single time. So he's killed, absolutely. And she's like, "What's happening?" And he goes, "That butterfly. How do you you don't even know that?" And he says, "I have my my helmet has X-ray vision, so I can see the butterflies in the head." And then he shows the the camera pans to the dead receptionist, and you see the butterfly coming out, butterfly coming out, and shoots him. X-ray so, vision activate. I, I just love the scene where uh, Adebayo's like, Chris, you said you were going to be chill. Don't I look chill? Don't I look chill? <laughs> Don't I look chill? Don't I look chill to you? He's just walking like, bang, bang. Calmly shooting? I'm, I'm, I'm calmly shooting people in the face. <laughs> That's so good. I just That's true. <laughs> Sorry, another thing that I missed to mention. So on the way to the bottling company, Bantai, um, Economos kind of wins back a little bit or is placed in a better oh, way yeah. when he starts saying, hey, do you have Hanoi Rocks? Hanoi Rocks. 11th Street! <laughs> and then um, Harker was like, what's that? And then um, Peacemaker was like, you don't know Hanoi Rocks? Just like every, the, the one that started like all that spandex <laughs> and glam rock. Exactly. So, and then Economos shows his tattoo on his forearm 11th Street kids and Vigilante was like, What's that? Lith, Lith Street, Lilith Street kids. I love it. I got it when I saw them in Sweden when I was 14. It's like, I was like oh. oh, and also I forgot the, of- the scene with, with his jazz, his jazz impression. It kind of makes it kind of sounded like jazz. <laughs> loop, 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 loop. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It I does. was like, what's it doing? Oh, it does sound like Jack. It has a point. <laughs> you know, that's what I like about this uh, series. It's just 
a lot of feel good, um, very basic jokes, but you know, it, the humor touches us and it's, it's, the action is actually uh, pretty prime. So they all go in, start team, team front, team back, start, uh, Peacemaker start shooting everyone inside, even before they come across into sight, because you can see them from behind the walls. So he knows when yeah, to shoot them. Kills Adebayo. So and Adebayo starts. <laughs> John shoots one. Bam. Adebayo shoots. Shoots the second one. You don't have don't to shoot them when they're shoot. dead. I know. It's fucking best. Oh At my least God. she still hasn't killed anyone. That She still holds true to that. I think she, she hasn't really killed. She, oh, she, she, killed, she killed the one. Guard. She killed the guard yeah. from episode three. The guard was actually innocent. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> question: What happened to Judo Master? Oh, good question. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they just he like, was shot and he's still in, he's still in that room, right? Last we saw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm good, qu- good catch because I think they just like transferred him somewhere else because we never saw him again. Okay, I just want to. That's true. If I missed something, that's true. Okay. No, no, you're right. That they didn't actually mention anything in this episode, but good, good, good catch there. So while while Team Backdoor with with Vigilante and Hardcore was uh, trying to stealthily inspect what's happening, they get found out, and you've got this mob of butterfly-infested humans trying to chase after them. They run into this computer room, barring the door. And you've got this entire mob of them trying to break it down with their super strength. Then um, Peacemaker and Adebayo comes up, catches up. He says, okay, I'm not, hold this gun. I'm going to use my grenade. And it looks nothing like a grenade. No, it's it's (laughs) a grenade strapped to a a, A warhead. rocket. No, it's like a tank tank, tank, uh, missile or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. That was massive. That's not a grenade. Why did you make it that way? Because grenade probably can kill two. This one probably more. So he does. He throws it over. Oh, is it how, how and strong, then they run. How, how strong is it? I don't know. I just made it today. <laughs> you didn't give me a signal. It's like me throwing a bomb is not signal enough for you. Exactly. That, I mean, come on. Like, right, somebody throws so a grenade cool. or a bomb. <laughs> Shouldn't you run? And just the line, man. Uh, eat peace, motherfuckers. <laughs> and nothing was was left actually everyone was vaporized yeah, yeah. just splatters of blood everywhere and um adebayo goes inside the supposed computer room and uh peacemaker sees it from that little um angle that she gets pulled in by something huge she goes inside and that's where they get to see um what's the name of that charlie charlie the gorilla Oof. So, this gorilla is infected as well with the butterfly um, and starts beating everyone up. I mean, sure, they get their hits in, they get a few shots in, but being a massive butterfly controlled gorilla, super strong, super fast, gets to beat up everyone. Um, Vigilante got a slice of it as well, but overall, still overpowered everyone. And just when he was about to end, uh, peacemaker with that final blow. Guess what? You get <laughs> got a chainsaw coming up in the middle, cutting the gorilla uh, from from its midsection, and and obviously dies. Blood splattered all over peacemaker's face and 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 um, uniform. 
Um, and that's where he really sees Economos in a totally different light. Econogoat. I know Econogoat. That's a better better name than Diebeard, right? Diebeard. But, <laughs> but I don't know if he senses, but you've got a little jealousy going on here with that bromance with Vigilante. He was like, you know, you know what would have been better is if 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 he came and he said, "Hey, bro, here's a chainsaw." Toss me, and handed toss me, me the chainsaw. chainsaw from across the room. <laughs> And then I'll kill the gorilla. Wouldn't that be better? And then and Peacemaker just calls him with this um his his teasing name. What's what's his name? Um something to do with his genitals. <laughs> oh um uh, thimble. 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 That's what we for so yeah. That's Good what you point wear. that he has uh, he has uh, ESP in terms of describing people because of their penises is, is great. <laughs> oh yeah, scepter. Varicus Venison. Prince Prince Charming because his dick looks like a scepter. Scepter. Varicus Venus Venison or something. Yeah. Venison. Yeah. Varicus Venison. Because it's full of veins. <laughs> but you know after all that you know everyone seemed to still enjoy you know finally it's it's a job done they and it's finished, uh, finished it. a team bonding moment it was a team bonding moment so they're back in the van playing 11th street kids hardcore felt something warm you know usually she's quite cold takes out her phone does this nice little snapshot of everyone having fun um, That's a good shot too. I know, and she creates this. She creates this group chat. Group with chat. All of them called the 11th Street Kids and sends that photo. Everyone oh, I didn't catch that. That's so cute. I really love everyone. That everyone was super happy. That was heart heartwarming. And then Vigilante, in his um, he was already serving tables by that time. Replies with his um, merman mermaid mermaid emoji. <laughs> Mermaid emoji. And, it's both yeah. happy and sad at the same time. It's like, you know, isn't it's that happy and sad and all the emotions in the, in, in, in the middle. That's and something. then Adivayo says, then that's such a useless emoji. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> and then he invites Adivayo to his house for a drink. <laughs> and she says, you're not going to try to sleep with me, are Fuck you? Me, right? <laughs> By by telling me that your penis is is a lesbian, lesbian, <laughs> you have a lesbian <laughs> dick, and yes, no, I'm not, but yes, it is a lesbian dick. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he creates this drink. I thought it was something cool, but then when you listen to it, he had what was in it? There was uh, gin, there was vermouth, there was vinegar, there was. <laughs> okay. Butter, yak butter. Yak butter. But since there's no yak butter in the area, he, he didn't even like it. He couldn't even swallow it. <laughs> he tried, he did, but he was like <laughs> forcing himself to. Eventually, they ended up with beers. And that's where um, Leota or Adebayo was able to drop the diary that mom was trying to. So the diary is supposed to frame. Peacemaker for all of the things, if, if ever. If no, I think the diary is supposed to trigger something. I don't know. Because it's okay. Peacemaker's diary. Well, it's not his real diary. It's a made-up diary. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, if he finds it, well, I'm pretty sure it'll have something to do with that. So since she feels so sad, so bad about what she did, she calls her gir- girlfriend, uh, wife, Kia, rather, um, and says she'll talk to her in the morning. She goes to the office because she couldn't sleep. Merm was still there. And she starts playing around. Oh, she sees peace, uh, Peacemaker's helmet, turns it, puts it on, X-ray vision, activate. And starts saying, oh, this is cool. The moment she turns to Merm, she sees the butterfly. butterfly. And Merm realizes and rushes after her. This, uh, the, the episode ends. They were out on the street. It's raining. And Merm above uh, Adebayo, we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, is she going to live? Is she not going to live? We'll find out in the next episode. Right. Thoughts, guys? Um, start with you, John. I enjoy this episode because there's a lot of action in it, and I like the the dynamics. Just I I was getting tired of the team being a little bit splintered, so I like yeah. the team is starting to get together now. Harcourt is warming up. Uh, Die Beard and Peacemaker started finding something common. Yeah, so I kind of was like, ooh, I'm sure at the end something's gonna you know I already anticipated that the Mern. Thing was gonna happen because they, things were going really, really well. So I, I like the episode. I like the uh, um, uh, the jokes in it. Were I actually enjoy the um, the uh, uh, James Gunn writing of maybe sixty percent of the jokes are landing and the forty percent doesn't because it kind of feels that it is mostly improv. A lot of words. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the the question that I have is, um, is Harcourt and Vigilante gonna fuck? Because every time, or that... did they? There's there's something. Oh, oh shit! Right? Oh, that would be so good. That would be like a good way to kind of 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 either kill Vigilante or kill Peacemaker again I'm, I'm assuming if this is true to the true to the vision of Suicide Squad he might kill Peacemaker at the end mm. right? I want the season two yeah so so that's kind of like the, the only thing that I, I'm uh, slightly confused with but I'm also kind of anticipating like, at the end of the episode when we did find out or uh, Adibaya find out found out that Mern was a butterfly. It kind of uh, assumes that because we didn't see Adibaya get killed or you know get captured or whatnot, I think the butterfly is gonna talk to Adibaya to give them the actual lowdown on why they're there. So I'm I'm I want to figure out. I just have a few questions I want to figure out. Want to figure out why why the butterfly are there? What what they are? Their purpose? They might just be like simple beings they might be made by the government themselves so that might be fun um two and i want to figure out what's what's going to happen with harcourt and vigilante i hope i mean because vigilante is such a best friend of 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 peacemaker Peacemaker. i hope that he knows to back off you know yeah but also like i think also if if they did fuck when he picked her up he would have said something by now you know vigilante so probably not Oh, yeah. no, but I think it's it's going to be worse if if Harcourt says like, "Hey, I like you know, it's like I'm not gonna fuck you, but like, uh, I think I like Vigilante and Peacemaker is just gonna kill Vigilante." But that's kind of like you know, for me, like a cool dark story will be that. 
Um, but I'm excited because you know now before I was I wasn't too invested with the, with Harcourt and her character, and now there's a little bit of more dynamism there that you know he's you know he's seeing the team as a team. So um, yeah, but fun episode, great action. Uh, I love the gore. I love fucking the PowerPoint. I mean, you got me. You got me. The PowerPoint description, like even just mocking the PowerPoint itself. So it's Slayer. So <laughs> you're making fun of the PowerPoint, but the PowerPoint itself is funny. But also it's funny that Dye Beard spent so much time in making sure that the PowerPoint was dynamic. Correct. So it's like <laughs> so many layers are funny and I really, really enjoyed it. How about you, Chabax? What do you think about the episode? Oh, I'm just I'm just loving the series. It's just a joy for me. I, I, I'm unlike you, I'm not bothered by the butterflies. or It's just all the interactions. I'm just... It just puts a smile to my face. I mean, not all the jokes are landing, but I think that's kind of also in purpose because, you know, you, they just talk a lot, you know, not everything's going to land. It's still funny. Their interaction, it's yeah. still, even if some of them are not funny, it still pushes the narrative, the characterization forward. So I'm happy the action was really good too. All the Peacemaker stuff was, was extra funny. So, um... Yeah, and I love that the dynamic, uh, they, they started with the d- dynamic. I mean, it also needed time for them to, you know, they, they had to fracture them first so that when they brought them together, it would be more meaningful so that that shot was well-earned, uh, yep, the, yep. The, mm-hmm. the van scene at, after the fight. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm loving it. It's one of my favorite series, surprise series this year. About you, Jay, like your thoughts and the... Uh, storylines that you love the most or hate it was really for me it was really heartwarming the band scene for me was oh you know Mm -hmm. that was that that made me do that i was like oh they're now a group you know um that for me was was quite important um the action in this particular episode for me was spot on um peacemaker didn't get his ass whooped like in others yeah you know but the gorilla was kind of super strong anyway but most of the time he'd either fail he'd flinch he you know here he was just i came to do a job and i i did it full on killer mode no hesitation exactly very optimal so i i like this episode are we gonna do the let's ratings? do the ratings uh let's start with the youtube box i'm sticking with um i've been consistent with this so it's still a nine for me mm-hmm. okay yeah, I nothing. I'm just talking about it. I want to watch it again. So that that's how much mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, Ray, I'll go with the nine as well. I liked it. It's one of mm-hmm. my favorite episodes because it was very meaningful. Yeah, I'm 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 again same with me. Consistent. Last week I gave it an eight point five. I'm gonna give it an eight, a strong eight point five again. It's fun. I get it. It's it, this show is one of those. It's. There's so many shows that we watch or we should be watching or we want to watch. And this is one of those things that it is both week on week. I'm glad that it's there. It it kind of resets all of the heavy stuff that we watch. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's still gory. There's still action. It is funny. There's and the funny thing is we keep on forgetting this is part of a bigger universe. Like they were dropping <clears throat> hints about other superheroes and and stuff like that even in this particular batman. episode that i remember batman like, again last, last week. week's batman rant was fucking amazing <laughs> this uh, week was super bad what did they say about this superman? week like yeah, yeah he has a a, a a poo fetish a poop fetish poo fetish 
right? Like, even how, though it doesn't how, make how, sense. This is Henry Cavill Superman. How do you, how do you know, man, how do you know that? Google. Google. Do you know more than Google? What do you say? It's, again, it doesn't make sense, but the idea is I keep forgetting that this is part of the DCEU, and then they'll drop a joke like that, and it hits. Kind of like, fuck. Right? There are superheroes. There, the, like, even last episode about this, like, um, um, everything eating man where he eats everything. Matter, matter eating lad or something like matter that. Matter eating, eating kid man. Or fi- that's lad, fucking lad amazing. It's, it's great. So I do love the idea that they're getting us used to this world where there are superpowered beings that are being used in normal ways and not all of them are A tier. Not all of them are Superman and Batman. Uh, Superman and Batman. So it's kind of great. I really love it. So question as a somebody who'd never seen it. <laughs> so I know I have to watch Suicide Squad both movies. Just one. No, the second, second one. Second one. Just a second one. Okay, mm-hmm. and then not Harley, the Har- Lido one. Okay, uh, Harley Quinn. You still have no, I don't need it. No, just, just do this. Just Birds of Prey. No. Suicide Squad. Suicide I mean, Squad. I mean, Birds of Prey was fun, but this one is uh, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not connected it's to this not, one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, and it's compared to The Boys from Amazon, and I know John works for Amazon, but oh, The Boys compared to The Boys. Uh, boys is way like more. That, yeah, well, but voice is so dark. Yeah, this yeah. one is very. Yeah. It's gory, but it's not as gory, and it's, it's way light. more funny. Way <laughs> more funny. It's, just, it's a comedy. All right, I'll Great. check it out. I'll check it out. Okay. Mm. Yeah, also, and I do like, and I do like John Cena because you know I can't see him. Yeah. It's also like it's also similar in the voice, like it's a deconstruction of the super superhero genre, but it's mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's a yes. funny light take. Okay. Okay. But very good, very good characterization. So. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I'll, I'll try to see it if I could see him. Yeah. That is HBO Max. Have to. Oh yeah, I still have HBO Max. Okay. Uh, uh, leftover from Dune. <laughs> so now we're gonna move on to uh, our main topic. Our main topic of the Something week. Something we've Chewbacca been watching take for us home. so long. Uh, the Legend of Vox Machina. So for oh, yeah. for, yeah. for you non critters out there. Uh, this animated series is based on a group of uh, a, called Critical Role. So this this started as a D and D game. A bunch of friends, most all of them voice actors. So you've heard of them, like uh, Laura, Laura Bailey, who voiced uh, uh, Abby. Abby from The Last of Us Two. The first part two. Yeah. Um, and most of them are all like Ashley Johnson, who's an actress also, and Ellie as well from Last of Us. And she's in like she was an extra in Avengers. She's in Blind Spot, and all, all the other guys are very um, well-known voice actors from animated and games. And they just sat around, mm-hmm. played D and D, and then they said, "Yeah, what if we stream this?" So from from their living room, dining dining room, they went in. They be, they went to a Geek and Sundry channel YouTube where they streamed their uh, campaign. And now it's three campaigns later. They're so big, and they started one of the most watched Twitch channels yes. ever. And most concurrent views on a week-on-week basis. This, this an- channel is making so much fucking money. Yes. It is insane. But the best thing is they're just having fun. Laura Bailey would would leave Game Awards early just to catch because it's a Thursday night, and they just have to catch the the campaign. And this this new animated series is based on their first campaign, 
uh, called Vox Machina. And it started out as a Kickstarter if they wanted to do like a one shot. And it made so much money, they could make more episodes. They pitched it to Amazon. Amazon picked it up for two seasons. And here we are. The Legend of Vox Machina. Three episodes dropped. And it's animated. It's D&D. It's mature. It's funny. It's violent. Mature fantasy is great. The action is comedy. The chemistry is great. The... You need to watch it, Arnie, because I we we need a we need a a review from somebody. Not D Not D and <laughs> and not. Well, I guess Jong's not familiar with the campaign too much, right? No, I I don't even know what I mean. I've never oh, okay. started campaign one. Okay, so that yeah. so that's good. So we have okay. a point of view where I'll watch you it. haven't seen one. I, I wanted... I've tried D and D type games, and we just didn't finish it because of the time issues. But yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll well, check it, it out. It is a commitment. I'm right now. I'm episode. I think episode sixty of campaign one, and it's mm-hmm. like 144 episodes, like three to four hours each episode. Oh so my it, God. it is, is that... time consuming. Sounds so you, like One Piece, man. <laughs> so you you have this one. You can watch this one instead. Okay, um, okay. I'll watch so this, this instead because season season one is this year's um every friday it'll drop three episodes every friday and each oh. episode is only like 22 ep- 27 episodes the typical animated episode so we'll start minutes. tonight okay. yeah 27 minutes so we'll start with the the first three episodes yep all right the first episode of the legend of vox Mach- the terror of taldore so taldore is like the the area their kingdom where the story happens and we start, the intro goes with a, a group of uh, mercenaries were sent to stop uh, an unknown monster that's been terrorizing the outskirts of the town. And they get killed, like, really fast. And really easily. <laughs> <laughs> like, in so the first cool. like, it's this one, one minute. This one in the YouTube, right? This group, yeah. So this is the intro. where They're supposed to be the heroes, but they die fan- easily and fantastically. <laughs> And then, and so, if you look at it, if you look at it, it actually rep- reflected on Lord of the Rings. So they had a halfling, they had a dwarf, they had a human, which looked like Aragorn. They have Gandalf, yeah. Exactly, they had Gandalf. So. The, the prototypical fantasy troupe of like dwarf, elf, wizard is great. Yeah, yeah, true. So after that, we meet Vox Machina in the in the bar where they. <laughs> They cost me him and chug, never chug, fight. Chug, chug, chug. So they fight. They um, they make a mess. They kill people. I like uh, I like all the little things here with um, like uh, Vax stealing some money because he knows Vex is greedy little. Sh- her his sister's a greedy little shit. Uh, Scanlan with the with the woman, uh, naked uh, in the oh, room. The daughter Shocking. of the uh, tavern owner. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Percy was like didn't want to fight, and then suddenly, um, big thing the a uh, grog falls on him and stuff. So it's a, a fun fight, and then after that they get kicked out. They're broke. They're homeless. They don't know what to do. But then the council of Taldore, um, uh, sends a notice looking for more mercenaries to combat the creature, unknown creature. Unknown creature. So they go in. They present themselves in ruggedy fashion and nobody's impressed but then Scanlan mentions a bear 
that they have a bear trinket that catches the Lord, Lord Uriel's attention. And there's also this general who's nice and funny, General Krieg, voiced by David Tennant. Oh my gosh. And, oh, so good. And he's he's the only one that's kind of, you know, let's see, let's give these guys a shot. And then well, my only question is, why did Allura and Kima go, you know, go fight? But anyways, so they, they said... They didn't want to risk themselves. That's true. They oh, but also, a... we skip the fact that when they introduce themselves, this is my one of my favorite intros ever. Like mm-hmm. when, uh, when because you have Scanlan the Bard singing contemporary <laughs> type music, introducing a fantasy character, it was fucking great. I love that intro. Um, I also, I mean, you know, the the thing is when they're doing intros, you can see that a little bit more budget is dropped in there because the animation of the intro was a little bit better than the rest of the show. Uh-huh. But it was a pretty pretty clue. Like for me, I don't know the. Vox Machina campaign. I don't know the characters. You don't need to know D&D or anything. That it's essentially it's a fantasy story. So the idea of like framing it as such made it a lot easier for me to like, all right, we got twins that are an archer and a, a, a person Rogue. that uses the dagger. So stealth. Ranger you have Rogue. the cleric. You have the giant with the, with the axe, which is basically um, uh, Barbarian. Um, God of War, Kratos. Right. And then you have like, and it's like the thing is like, this is one of those things where when is a bard ever useful in any campaign? And then now I'm like totally the opposite. Like, when is a bard not useful? Yeah. It's fucking dope. It's the best. Yeah, he's so, he's so badass. Scanlan. Mm-hmm. So, um, Scanlan's hand. <laughs> so they, they bring him in uh, and then they give them a shot. So they fly them using an airship. And they try to investigate. They meet the family in the outskirts. When are we uh, gonna get the fucking airship in our D and D shit? It's like, so this is fucking. Uh, <laughs> if we meet... survive tomorrow's campaign, <laughs> <laughs> if we don't get a total party kill, we may Tomorrow. get something. Mm-hmm. So the, the the group is taken to the by airship to the shale steps, where the creature was last seen, and then they meet like a family, and then Vax uh, interacts with a child, gives him a silver coin. And says no. that uh, they'll take care of the creature for them. Go, Jay. Mind you, they only have three silver coins to their names. And they gave one. And that was the kid. They gave one of that. So you know how valuable that was for them. Yeah. Because that's all they had. They only had so, three left. I need to confirm this, but it was, I, I, I oversaw, I like saw it on Twitter that the kids were played by actual uh, Regal's kids. Oh, so I don't Maximus know. I, I did not see that. Something. And so, um, yeah. so that I'll was cute. Later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, again, we haven't really discussed it yet, but the guests, all the guests here, it's like, oh, chefs. The, you can see the, the authenticity of this particular show because this came from a living room. Now it's a fucking franchise. And now you have a show where you can bring both your direct friends, but also the best actors and actresses to voice characters. It's fucking amazing. And they have a billboard in New- on New York. Pretty <laughs> much everywhere. So, everywhere. I know. They investigate and then they find out that it's a fucking blue dragon named Brimscythe who has like a lightning breath. So during the battle, they're obviously outgunned, out uh, and then um overpowered. So they 
manage to escape by hiding or the um like rocks falling and they hide so the dragon thought they were dead and then they all you know well mostly unanimously agreed to to back the fuck off because they're they're in over their heads so I think it was only Pike who wanted to to keep trying. Yes, the cleric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then um, they go back to the village, which was destroyed now. And I love the little touches. The kids, uh, the family that they met, fucking murdered. Except the kid was alive. The kid was alive, but <laughs> Pike, Pike couldn't heal well, him, couldn't heal her and him anymore because he was she was weak from healing. Was it Grog? Grog. Grog. Yeah, yes. Grog. Is this is this regular? <laughs> is this normal? And it starts splashing Pouring, blood gushing blood. And a you can see his bones. So I, so I love it. Like it's a small the heart of it, so you feel the emotion. So that's where uh episode ends. They feel like they they decide to fuck it, we'll we'll go fight this dragon. So we go with set episode two, the terror of Taldori part two. Where General Krieg brings a battalion of soldiers to try and fight the dragon. And upon the dragon's return, General Krieg is missing and everybody's turned to shit, like killed easily. Like, not even a, uh, a fight. So after that, they re- um, Vox Machina returns to Imon and the Council of Taldor is like really uh, hopeless. Like, they don't know what to do. And. Uh, Vox Machina tells them that they're still up for the plan of killing the blue dragon but they don't believe them so they try to make a plan and one of the plan is to ask uh, Gilmore from Gilmore's Glorious Goods who's one of the most charming bastards ever <laughs> and he flirts <laughs> with Vax and uh, he gets some like uh was it prof? It's not a prophecy, right? It's like some, some sayings uh, or some books about weaknesses of blue dragons, where the two rivers. Of dragons, in general, yeah, yeah, whatever it says. And then at the same time, uh, uh, Canon and Grog are trying to find the fin- Finch, one of the me- members of the council who looks suspicious and creepy. So stereotypical, like like oh he looks creepy, so he he must be the one. So they're following him, and then they follow him into. General Krieg's house, and so they meet there. Everybody meets there. And uh, Finch they, is the one that was played by Tony Hale. Yeah, I didn't know who Tony Hale was, but it, uh, apparently, like, he's very, very famous because of Veep and um, Arrested yeah. Development. Yeah, he so, was in yeah. Chuck too, stuff like that. Oh, okay. So they get there, and just as they were uh, um, accusing Finch, he's killed by General Krieg. Who is uh, revealed to be the bad guy, the traitor? So they follow him through a, like a portal to a, like another lair, and they realize it's a dragon's lair. And then they meet General Krieg, again voiced by the great David Tennant, and realize that he is the blue dragon. He is Brimside. And they've uh, so they fight, and one of the most I I love this fight scene. Every all the small things in this fight scene. Mm-hmm. Was so good down to the music, down to the, to the fights. I'm not gonna go too much into the, the details, but in the end they win. Um, they they kill the dragon. They take the tooth of the dragon for proof, and then for they proof. S- submit it to the 
to the council and the council gives them the chest of gold and when they open it there's no gold it's only a key couple keys and, and a uh, deed and a deed and they were given the deed to their home first keep in 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 Iman and i don't know if they're going to call it this but i don't think they can call it this but i just want to let you know jong in the in the dnd campaign okay. they they called it grayskull <laughs> they keep us called well, i'm sure they they I, amazon would pay the rights for it well they they changed, I, I hope so well they, they changed the jenga to chenga <laughs> so i don't That's think they, true. they didn't so, so. grayskull <laughs> grayskull so that's how episode 2 ends and then uh, in the start of the next episode, the Feast of the Realms. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, did they reveal Silas and Delil- the Briarwoods at the end of the episode or at the start? Of at the, the end, there's like a little... Well, okay. they, we didn't know who they were, but they were telling about how people will be starting to come from all over. Okay, um, and then they showed... And that was, that, that was the little snippet. Um, so at the end of the episode, th- there's going to be a party and... Two of the lord and lady that was gonna come, they're named the Briarwoods, and they were ambushed on their way to Iman, and yet, uh, surprisingly, the attackers, Lady Briar, uh, Lord Silas, killed them very, very easily and very brutally, and shows that there's something ominous and they're kind of scary. So now we go to episode three, the Feast of the Realms. And this one is cute. They're, they're settled into their new keep, but it's still a mess. Like, you see, like, it's still dirty. The doors aren't opening and the shit. And one of the the gags, especially in Vox Machina, is whenever they have a door that they need to open, they always fuck it up. <laughs> it's like, it's only a door, but they always have problems opening it up. It's more like RJ getting, Asomedo's always getting, you know, feeling checks from the climbing to the, <laughs> the carpet. So anyways, uh, they go to the banquet and they're all dr- nice and dressed up. Even Vax looks good with the ponytail, the red. And then uh, we also see Percy having nightmares and uh, from his past. And so at the banquet, they come in. It's so funny to see them because it's so formal and they don't know anything formal. <laughs> and they were gonna fo- they're coming in, they were going to follow Percy. Because he's the only one that's uh, had any formal training, and then and yet as soon as they get in, the Briarwoods are announced, and it's revealed that Percy was once uh, his family was the Lords of Whitestone until the Dirolo family. The Dirolo family led Whitestone until the Briarwoods came in and killed everybody, and only Percy was able to escape. So Percy, who's the one who's supposed to lead the guys in etiquette and stuff. He just goes crazy, blindsided, uh, bl- I know. Um, so angry uh, and just focused on the Briarwood and everybody's just making a mess. And then uh, she, he tells them what they did and Vax uh, goes out to uh, investigate by himself, try to sneak into the Briarwood's uh, room and see what he can find. And, and then at the same time, the, during the party... Uh, the Briarwoods were able to enchant uh, Lord Uriel very easily. And uh, once Percy gets uh, r- rude and stuff, the Briarwoods leave, go to, to go to their room. That's where they find Vax. 
and easily trying to get some info about them, yeah, about them, reading some stuff about them. So they attack Vax, and it's a it's revealed that like uh, Lord Briarwood is a vampire of sorts, and then Vax, uh, bitten in the neck, jumps through the window, and falls and says Chenga. So everybody, Chenga. Uh, everybody panics. Uh, they try to get their weapons from the the web the coat coat guy. Did you see the coat guy? The code guy that's, that's Matthew Mercer. Matthew Mercer. <laughs> it looks like Matthew Mercer. So they get their weapons. They go out. They have a nice fight. This fight was so good too. Um, Lord Briarwood has a sword called. It's called Craven Edge in the the campaign. And what it does, Jong, in the campaign is whenever it attacks anybody successfully, and it damages. And it damages. It drains their. It. They have to roll a Constitution check, and if it fails. Um, Craven's Edge gets plus one on strength every every attack so every time he That's hits something. you and every time they fail he gets stronger he gets stronger plus one plus two plus three and then it'll hold until a short rest I think or a long rest so sometimes uh, in the campaign uh, Grog was able to get Craven's Edge so like sometimes when he get like plus three he wouldn't rest because he, he wanted to keep the the plus three so anyways, just a cool fight scene. Uh, first, he was a uh, Talison Jaffrey was amazing here with the uh, with his voice acting with uh, you know, Silas, Delilah, like he's screaming like a fucking. Uh, I agree so that that um uh, what do you call that that plague mask. The mask. The, oh, that's so cool. And then so, um, they fight. The Briarwoods are technically handing them their ass, but uh, in the end, they just uh leave and escape. And then uh, Percy's pissed. He finds the coach driver of the Silas, interrogates them, and smoke starts coming out of him. He wears the, ma- the mask, the plate mask, shoots his hands, his fingers off. Fingers before off. He, before he can do anything, uh, Oriel comes in and then has them arrested. Then uh, we end the episode with uh, more songs from Scanlan. And the... Uh, What's that song? The the love beads. Um, the love the love beads. Like I've never pull- seen you wear beads. Yeah, <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Keep pulling on those beads of love, love. Oh, beads oh of love. Oh my god. The, uh, the 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 any plot synopsis will will never never accurately um, describe how fun, how lewd, how uh, uh how so much heart. How la- How many layers those songs that <laughs> fucking Scatland sings? I fucking like the love beats. Tug on the love beats. Here, Joe, as uh, as somebody who doesn't hasn't seen the or listened to the campaign, how was the pacing? That's one one thing I need to like. Did it? Are we look- are starting? Yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done with the episode. Oh uh, yeah. So well, uh, I so that's the thing that surprised me the most because again, I've I um. Well, I've I've never listened to the I've never listened to the campaign fully. Like I I popped in a few episodes here and there, um, but the 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 three episode had so much in it. There's so many fights. They already essentially finished one mission that I would assume would be 10, 15 episodes in mm-hmm. the actual podcast. So I really really like that, and I didn't realize that they were gonna be this funny, and this lewd. And this violent until I saw the episodes. Like I thought that the the trailers were the maximum. 
It could be even more lewd. They were showing Scanlan going down on the the oh yeah the barkeep's daughter. They saw kids being killed, right? So I'm really really digging this bin. And if the pace, because I know the first season is only 12 episodes, right? Yes, 12. It's four weeks, three episodes per week, which for me perfect. I I love two to three episodes per week because it's not short to keep me wanting, but not too long that I need to block off of them. So this has been a joy and it's an amazing uh, format that I think Amazon has kind of found the great, uh, um, uh, what do you call this? Great balance between length of episodes, it's streaming TV, so it's not regular TV. So they have a little bit more leeway in terms of the violence and the sex and the language and the themes, but also making sure that the story is correct and is running at the correct pace. Because I thought that the first, I thought the entire season is just the dragon. Oh. Right? I thought that the first 12 episodes was just them getting together, getting their shit together, and then killing the dragon. That was done in two episodes. Super fun. Mm-hmm. And then you get this introduction to an even more sinister um, um, villain. I'm in. So like, I, I really love this pace. I hope they can okay. continue to keep this running. So just for your info, the the dragon fight was a pre-stream. Mm. So that didn't, that didn't happen. That happened before they started airing their episode. So that, that happened really just for between friends. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the Briarwood arc is around episode thirties, so mm. they they skipped a lot. But um, I think yeah, for for me the pacing was good because um, I think they ran with the you know the the stereotype tropes first since since you know those tropes they kind of ran with it and then this is the group mm-hmm. and then that that's when you start to get to know them and so it mm-hmm. was it was so good I I loved it and then. Did you see the? There's so many tidbits like, uh, you see uh, Percy doing the Naruto run. Oh, the, the giant, right? Because yes. they, they're big fans. So it was like, uh, it's so good. But yeah, so how about you, Jay? What did you think? I like the pacing as well. Um, it's the reason for which it's, it, there's a lot of action, just action upon action. So it makes you want to, every episode is going to be fun to watch. Um, I like how they built the character, how fucked up they actually are. <laughs> but as together, when they work together, that's even much, much better. Um, it reminds me of, really, if you if you get to follow their, their podcasts, you'll know how crazy they are, but how well they work. Crazy they are individually, but how amazing they work together. Um, surprisingly, I really, really like how they how the art was. I thought at first I wouldn't like the art, um, but it complemented it. It made, it gave that mm-hmm. comedic effect, yet at the same time, um, it wasn't too tiring to, to, to see. Is this, Chubax, is this Studio Mir? Oh, I don't know. I, no, I don't well, know. Let me check. Uh... But um, the, the, the designer for the character design is the guy who does the DC movies, the, la- the last few DC movies, like the Batman... Uh, oh. the, the animated ones that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I just, I loved it. Um, the, for me, the pacing was great. Uh, you, you, 
since you know the stereotypes it, you didn't need to see how they got together you know so it's just like learning the nuance of each going forward and mm. especially if you're a fan of the campaigns <laughs> just all the little bits are just so funny a uh, Gilmore uh, I just want I want to see Kima fight I want to see Kima fight I want to see Alora fight mm. But yeah, it, it it's so good. I mean, I can't understand understand how we've been waiting for this for months, and it, it lived up to it, and even more because the songs are even better. The yeah. fight scenes, I got goosebumps in the dragon fight. Like, oh, it, oh, the so one where good. it makes look who's slow, look who's slow. Ah, oh, it makes me want to run. Yeah, oh, that was great. I, I love when when he slices the dragon's head in half. What yeah. the fuck? I like the supers. <laughs> Dude, that was, you know, when, when I saw that, I, I heard in my head, so how do you want to do it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I know. It's, um, uh, so the, the, uh, the animation house is Titmouse. So they've done a few things, but um, if, if I were to nitpick a little bit, that's the only thing because the the intro graphics which is usually like 10 times better than actual animation mm-hmm. i was so impressed when whenever whenever we see we well, i mean every episode has that intro the the fluidity the design was super super good so i was i was i was hoping that they can continue that on throughout the episode but i know that's not sustainable much but i'm like i, I do like the how they animated the character design is fun yeah. it's um it's kind of like um slightly slightly under um like the usual avatar animation because the avatar is done by studio mir which mm. is the top studio oh. in, in in tv animation so just a smidge below not too far off but you know everything else is like super fun some stuff like this is uh, in campaign two uh ashley's the barbarian so when she when she finds like to rage <laughs> i'd like to rage i would like to rage <laughs> Because Travis is the one that <laughs> Travis is the one that said it like that. No, I like it. I like it. For now, it's a placeholder. Okay. Would like to rage? I would like to rage. But if you watch the campaign, Jong, it's so Travis plays Grog so well because he has an in- intelligence of six, but he uses that in like. So like Grog that's loses. low, right? Very low. That's low. That's very low. But but uh, tra- the way Travis uses it, like when when the when the party is like uh, getting stuck in decision in decisions and stuff, he uses that to make Grog like impatient. So because like of course he can't be part of the planning, right? Because he he's uh-huh. Grog. He has intelligence of six. So they're all planning and they're like like what, I'm in my episode now. They're like uh, they're trying to cross a river that's like magical. So they, they keep making plans and then they're fighting and they, they, they don't know what to do. And then Chav is like using Grog's low intelligence as an excuse to do something smart to push them. He's like, you know what? I'm going to fucking cut this tree and then I'll just try and do it. Like, no, Grog, that's stupid. Well, you're not doing anything. So I'm just going to start stopping. <laughs> so, so they're like, they're forced to make something. <laughs> it's so good. Like, he's so good. This is, it, uh, it, it, the the thing that I've you know so when I was watching this I think I'm in a little balance of I I'm a giant fan 
not because of the D&D, not because of the fucking animation show or even the stories because like fantasy is not for everyone. It's the idea that this is from somebody's living room, a bunch of friends did such a great story that so many millions of people supported them to make their own animated show to really put their dreams into life. So that's that's where I'm a big fan of. De- detaching that, this is just a solid fantasy story. Like, you know, it animation-wise, to be honest, this doesn't hold a candle to... Well, we're all ruined by uh, fucking... Uh, Arcane. Um, Arcane. We're just Arcane. ruined for animation, but Arcane is... Story, animation, new uh, soundtrack, it's just ruined. Totally us different for everything. level. Yeah, totally different level. So, but this is kind of like me imagining like rewatching Avatar, right? This is an adult version of Avatar where like I can see myself watching maybe this as two or three seasons and then campaign two as three or four seasons and then campaign three as three or four seasons. So I'm just looking at myself like, I am in for this. I don't need, so I'm very happy that I don't need the backstory. Like I know there's backstories Ah. about Scanlan's hand. I'm very interested about the snake belt that um, Vex has. When when he used that to... um, Vex. a vax has right when he used that I'm like fuck I want one of those yeah I know I, <laughs> I want I want a fucking snake belt I want to be I able like to the look. original gunslinger that's that's for Matt Mercer right? yeah my, he, he created that uh, homebrew I know it's, it's very homebrew. strong but it's it's very scary because yeah it he if his rolls bad it'll jam. And then mm. if he gets like a natural, which you see in the, which you see in yeah, the, yeah, in the, the cartoon, but in so the times he'll he'll get two shots out, and then the third one. Will jam. But in the campaign, yeah. if you get like a dirty one or just some a number lower, it can fuck the gun up, and he has to repair it. It's unusable until he repairs it, and it takes a lot of money to repair. Damn shit. So okay. it, it just uh, for me, it's just the chemistry is just so good. The story and- is. Good also. That's the thing too. That's I think the reason why this is such a it, it affects the viewer so much. Because again, I have no idea about the backstory. I don't have the idea about the archetypes of the characters. Well, I have a general idea of fantasy. This has been done so many times. Group of people fighting a dragon, being charged by you know, the king and queen, and then the king and queen gets co-opted. There's this is we've known this. This mm-hmm. is fucking standard fantasy fair. So, mm-hmm. But the the voice, these are top-notch voice actors. These are voice actors mm-hmm. with their idols as guest stars NPC, <laughs> having comedic great writing. Chemistry is through the roof. Like I love the fact that you know, even even the small part about uh, Grog and Pike drinking. Three for me, two for you. It's like, how do you drink it? Just like fancy shots. Like, oh my God. So all those small bits and pieces, like why do we keep on getting into fights? It's like all of those makes the in-between of the actual story even better. So you're kind of like more invested with these characters. I'm, I'm ball tag. I'm ball, ball tag. <laughs> fucking ball tag. See, the good thing about this is like, it's funny in the moment. It's funny about the characters you no, give no. Grog is you obviously know Grog will be playing it, but fucking uh uh Percy playing it, 
it's so I, funny. I like I like that it's seven to two, and then after all, seven to five. What seven to five? Just seven to two a while ago. Oh, that was three points. The the the, the rules of ball tag are very intricacies of ball tag. <laughs> so I so those are the things that it works in the moment. I don't need any backstory around that. But now for me, I can. In, I know that if I go deep into critical role wikis or discussions or Reddit, somebody will be able to describe me what. What, how ball tag came to be and it's going to be fun and another story that I can get into should I choose to so that's kind of like very interesting for me like I want to know how they got the fucking bear trinket trinket yeah mm. and it, they play on it because no, but, like, you, you see the guards playing with the bear I fucking love that that was so good no but uh, trinket was actually with them since they were kids when the parents died yeah I think there's the a no, there's a, they had... a novel Keith and, Keith and Kin, Kin. It's about Kit Vax and, and Vex. Right? I like Scanlan. Yeah. See, I, I don't, don't know even, about I don't that. even so know which like... one. I don't know. So, so the bear is Vax and Vex? It's Vex. It's more Vex. It's Vex. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I, I thought actually the bear was um, Pikes. No. And then uh, Scanlan. No, no. Scanlan always has an issue with Trinket. And it starts from the campaign because he, it's always a problem traveling with Trinket. Like... If they need to climb or something, you know, he's always an issue. So like Scanlan's like, just leave the bear. So it's always an issue with him. Uh, oh my god! Wait, yeah, Vex is the ranger, so she has a animal familiar or something. And she's Ooh. very greedy. She's the she's the greedy one. Ah, I know of another ranger that's also quite greedy. <laughs> oh, I don't know I what know. you're talking about. <laughs> I just heard that rangers are the the key for any D and D campaign. It should always happen. Oh hell yeah! Of course, <laughs> that's down. Let's take a break. Arnie, that's let's down. Watch Arnie. Watch this yeah. clip. Just so okay. to introduce the show. Jump, jump. This is the tavern from episode. Jump, 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 jump. Oh, is she? Are you watching the? We're seeing the OBS. Rog wins again. Again. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Why do we always play drinking games with a guy twice our size? Because it's the fastest way to get drunk, obviously. Who's <laughs> drunk? Not me. I'm great. I think we should go to another. another I love that she pukes all the time. Didn't you only have one ale? Oh, so chunky. Oh, watch it, bitch. Hey, you watch it, dick nose! Easy, Grog. We don't waste our time on talking assholes, remember? Mm. Oi, Tavern Keep! Another round for Vox Machina, the greatest band of mercenaries in all the realm. <laughs> the greatest? I heard you couldn't even rescue a cow from a burning barn. Vox Machina. Ooh, what a can fucking I be a werewolf? Joke. I like to be a werewolf in the next campaign. Let's keep things civil, friend. We're not looking for trouble. I'll bet you ain't. Everyone knows you're a bunch of pathetic losers who can't get a fucking job. Look at your scrawny ass. Too weak to tickle your own pickle. You offering to help? Yeah. Uh, no. I <laughs> Even that joke. Even that small joke. I'm asking joke. you to give me a hand. You know, Max, I'll take his willing. Oh, can I keep this? Don't just stand there, cocking lumps! Kill him! <laughs> 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 
love it's it. So I love it. And did you notice that like Keyleth is technically the strongest, but she's like she doesn't uh, know her. Per- she's yeah, her afraid. Not controlled and she's uh, not, uh, not confident. She's yet. a druid, right? Yeah, druid. Druid, druid, cleric, ranger, rogue. Okay, then ang druid, giant, gunslinger. They can change their. I think Pike's like a paladin cleric. Yeah, yeah. Druid can change shape, and then barbarian, bard, ranger, champion, ranger, rogue. So cool. So, but I mean, yeah. What else can we say about Legend of Vox Machina? I just. So good, can't wait for three more. The next three, another wait for a Friday. Um, do you want to go straight to the ratings? Let's go. Hell yeah! Let's start with Raymond. I'll give it a nine point five, only because I've been waiting for it. I love it. <laughs> I will go next. Inspires me um, to do better for tomorrow. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited tomorrow. I even prepared my voice for the first time because I was thinking like in D and D. Sometimes if you talk normally, for me, I become lazy and structure my dialogue just normally. But, uh, you know, so I want I want my voice so that I can really uh, get into the meat of Malak. So I'll score this a 9.5 as well because as I was watching, it's just goosebumps, you know, like mm-hmm. the I would like to rage scene, the fight scene, the all the songs of Scanlan. Dude, his cl- his his formal yeah, wear. Yeah, songs are awesome. Did you see his formal wear with the Dude, this, the, the one with the rainbow by his penis? Does, <laughs> does he? Did he? Does he sing in the actual? Oh, he dude camping. He, sing, he sings. A, that's why. Uh, that's why I'm spoiled. I. That's why I don't want to be a. I want to be a bard, but I can't be a bard because I can't sing. He can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> and and Sam, oh here, this is like we'll go I short. Hear you so bad. Uh, here. Just. Uh, Alright, that brings us. Alright, so. Whenever he inspires someone as a bard, he does either a song or a limerick. So now the wyvern's turn. Uh. <laughs> that he writes himself, right? That's fucking. He, he usually uses other songs and he just edits his own. I was saying. There, he's gonna inspire somebody. So Arnie in D and D, if you like the bard, if he inspires, he gets an extra dice to add to the oh, roll, okay. so to increase your chances Which of hitting. Means a lot. As <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was saying, ooh, shut up and shoot that hole. Oh. Your arrow is my destiny. And I said, ooh, shut up and shoot that hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to sing amid the, the chant. It's the eye of the Goliath. It's the fruit of the fight. Rise and It's so good. Job, that asshole. And I send inspiration with him, to him. With that, you hear. I bring out my. Wait, this one's my favorite. Something. Sherry, <laughs> baby. Sherry, baby, Sherry, won't you come home tonight? Come, come home tonight. Come home tonight. You better ask your mama. <laughs> 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 you're with no 
Inspire Percy. Well, yes, I really do. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I'll inspire Grog. Yay! Oh. Uh, I need Grog to rage and get us through this semi-fucked kind of fight. Wow! He's thinking so fast on his own. Did you see Matt Mercer's costume? Kill, 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 kill. Oh, that's Twitcher. Twitcher. He made it by himself. Alright, take your D10 inspiration, Digrog. That's so good. Digrog was dressed as a. Oh no, Whitestone's got problems. <laughs> and now I really can't solve them. <laughs> unless we make really deep cuts. So maybe show me that Grog blood. Did <laughs> 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 you prepare them in advance, Kyle? Or you just. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he maybe as a, 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 a bank of songs. I also like that see Scanlan was given that big mug, the one in front. It becomes a joke. Every campaign he has a big mug. Yeah, I think uh, he's supposed to be a uh, half-lick or something. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna say, you gonna fail that attack, so you better sit your ass on back, cause I ain't no hollaback, no. I ain't no hollaback, no. I ain't no hollaback, no. Okay, that's funny, that's smart. That is very smart. That was good. One more, one more. This not broad-based rage, this outside forceful rage that it confuses you, and as he says that, you're right. He is no hollow back, no. And you, 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 the chemistry with madness. With the hammer giving him just enough time to step out of the way, and it poof, slams into the ground harmlessly, cracking the stone around the base. You're right. There is no hollow back, no. I used to scry you on the boss the ground. Then I when I need your love. I know when that poop phone glows. It can only be one gnome. <laughs> Ever since you left the party, you, you, you. Yes. Thank you for your inspiration. So, Ajong, your rating? I'm a solid nine. Again, I'm rating this with very little backstory, just like the admiration of how it's done. Oh, I wanted as, to a, know. as a standalone animation fantasy, it has great comedy, great chemistry, good action. Uh, even if the story is technically very, very standard and very simple, they're trying to do different mm -hmm. things with it. And like what you mentioned, the pace is great. Two episodes, you're already killed the fucking monster. Usually, like in anime, two episodes is just, you know, they the hair being up back. Yeah. <laughs> they're just literally talking or to, they're just one charging joke. they're just charging their Kai or something no no they, they remove a mask or something uh, they remove a mask and that's it and then there's backstory and they're training montage oh, and they're just for just for fun too watch it with the Japanese sub sub dub dub oh. just for fun I loved it it was also fun okay so yes, it's okay. okay. I mean, I was planning to watching it again too because like uh, I want to um, you know, I just want to you know get into yeah, like you guys, like character more. And the thing that kind Ooh. of inspired me the most watching this, I love the combo attacks. Yes, the combo to... attacks are fucking dope. We have to think of something even like tomorrow. the Scanlance illusion, and then oh fuck, it's so good. Yeah, the Vexen. I think uh, we've tried it before. 
with 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 um, Asomatos and Itsuki. We combine the Eldritch Blast with your arrow. Oh, we let me guess, do, it failed. Gotta... <laughs> no, it did. It did well. It did well. Yeah, okay. I, I I think I remember that. Okay, so um, I'll call it for now. Um, so Arnie, are we gonna see you next week? Uh, let, I'll, I'll update you guys. Yeah, we'll okay. see. But so, Arnie will be our um, Boba Fett person since that's the one that he is most familiar with. Yeah, and then okay. and then when you guys finally say uh, see No Way Home, let me know so I could. Yeah, it's gonna it's still sure. gonna be a while, maybe a month or two. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we got. What? Okay. But if you get to catch up on Peacemaker and Vox oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely so. at least get get into highly recommend and uh, Vox Mac. You know, we'll see if we can. Uh, so Book up. of Boba Fett episode six drops on Wednesday. Peacemaker mm-hmm. episode six drops on Thursday. And then Legend Thursday. of Vox Machina drops on Friday, four or five. Friday, yeah. love it. So those are our next yeah, yeah. week's uh, show. Um, I think after Boba Fett ends, we can. That's seven only, right? We can. Yeah. Uh, maybe I think input... they have a Marvel coming up soon, uh, right? March, March. Yeah, I think yeah. we can. March, we can March. maybe. Uh, um, insert a yellow jacket somewhere there. Maybe skip. Yeah. Cut it to in five episodes. The instant reactions, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be yeah, first yeah, five sure. and then second five. I think it's good to mm-hmm. cut it because we'll the the theories. But remember, time. just around the corner we have um, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. No, but Moon yeah, but Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Because next week, oh, in two weeks, Boba Fett ends. In three weeks, Peacemaker and, and Peacemaker. Ends. Mm-hmm. No, Peacemaker's eight. So we have Vox Peacemaker's eight episodes. Oh, eight. Oh, interesting. So, so we yeah, will so, replace Boba Fett with a few episodes of um, part one of, of Yellow Jacket. Yeah, okay. that's good. That's a plan. Okay, guys. So um, once again, uh, we just got 100 subs. So thankful. Um, for you guys who haven't subscribed, uh, please like and subscribe. Comment. Always comment. We always reply. We love hearing comments. And um, we're f- working on prizes to send for all the new subscribers. So we're very excited. So um, this, that's it for our review today. Nice new uh, content. Uh, let's go left to right. Uh, Jong, say your byes. Thank you very much again for joining us in our recordings this week. Uh, like, share, subscribe. We would like to grow this community again of like-minded, loving individuals who enjoy good content to share with their friends and family. So join us share it with your friends watch stuff with your friends as well and hopefully you're you're learning uh, a few things from these handsome boys and then we'll see you next week all right well thank you again for a fantastic episode of chat shows and i hope all of you viewers out there would continue to spread the word join us and if you want to you know sit in into one of our shows let us know Hit that comment button. Well, yeah, it's nice joining you guys here. And uh, for the viewers there, please uh, smash that like button, that subscribe button. And, you know, hopefully I'll see you next time. But meantime, watch this three dudes talk about stuff we like to watch. And, uh, yeah, enjoy it. And uh, comment as well, too. Yeah. John, this is your show. Take it home. I know. I kind of. I, I was wondering. I, was wondering I totally forgot that. Here. Like Me this too. is this is my stuff. Again, thank you very much. Do not forget youtube.com dot um, uh, youtube.com slash plus three six three hp. 
Uh, we love you all, and we hope to see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.